0: All right, everybody. Hello, my name is Brandon, and welcome to the A Force of Nature podcast. This is a podcast for the Colorado Avalanche, and in this podcast, we will go into a deep, detailed dive about what your Colorado Avalanche are doing on and off the ice around the league. In addition, a special guest is joining me today. Meet James. He is an independent analysis Analyst, I'm sorry, who collaborates with other hockey insiders to gather the latest information on the Colorado Avalanche. Nice to be here. Thank you for having me. It's nice having you here. So, the Colorado Avalanche have been predicted to be the next Stanley Cup champion for the upcoming 2023-2024 National Hockey League season. They are considered the for- front runners to win the championship with the better odds than even the defending Stanley Cup champions, the Vegas Golden Knights. The Vegas Golden Knights are leading in a lot of things compared to the Colorado Avalanche right now. And with high expectations for this club, do you think they're performing to those expectations based on their current performance early in this season? Well, um,
1: I will say I don't think they're entirely playing to their potential. Um, I mean, we look at so far this season, if we look at their their first few games um, in this 82-game season, you know, you'll see that they had a rocky start. Um, the team has faced some tough challenges on the road for sure, mm-hmm. um, which obviously include them being shut up by the Penguins. Um you know, the Sabres and then obviously Vegas, as you stated earlier, um, the defending Cup champions. Um, I'd say in their most recent matchup at home against the uh, St. Louis Blues, that was, I mean, particularly tough. Um, they I think it was an eight-two loss. Um, and they were, I mean, they were they were just dominated. I mean, this was mm. Even watching it, you could probably say this was probably the worst effort I've seen by the team, this team individually this year, and then probably the worst effort um, by the club, probably since the 2015-2016 season, that team, um, mm-hmm. when we were still building. I think that's a, another rebuild year. Yeah. Um, but yeah.
0: yeah. And for context for the uh, listeners, that 2015-2016 season for the Avalanche was probably the worst season this club has ever had. It is honestly one of the worst seasons in NHL history. So when James out here is comparing that to now, it's a little brutal. And um, I have to agree with him. Uh, those games recently were definitely tough to watch, especially in person. Um So, James, uh, why do you think this team is experiencing a slump right now? It's unusual for a team with high praise to come out cold like this, especially when you look at other top competitors, such as the Vegas Golden Knights, as we said. And honestly, there's a bunch of more contenders from last year that are looking hot compared to the Avs. Do do the Avs look ready to go for another run for another title? Um,
1: it's hard. I mean, you, you say, I mean, every detail we brought up to this point, I mean, kind of just cold start having issues. The, the entire team, I think has just been off.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think depth is one of what makes the team strong and this team definitely has it. Um, you look at the roster I and mean, you look at what the avalanche have as a whole of its entirety, but it, it is also a factor. Um, I mean, we have to look at. That's kind of why the abs struggle. You know, as they've been struggling recently. Um, there isn't you know a lot of offense. Um, or as you could say, offensive bite beyond mm-hmm. our star players like um, I mean, you could say McKinnon, Rantanen. I mean, besides you know the core, the core players you'd expect to be scoring. Mm-hmm. That depth really isn't there. So although you can bring it up and say, you know, on paper, we have depth. Currently that depth is just non-existent. Um, So we aren't seeing a lot of help um, when our star players are either out injured or just, you know, not every night are we going to expect our star players to really, you know, get all the points. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's why we're seeing a spike in shutout losses, especially earlier in the season. Mm -hmm. Um, According to the data collected on the uh, official NHL website, um, it looks like the average time on ice for our, our top guys like McKinnon and Renson in, is that a more significant rate compared to depth players? Um, you'd expect that. Um, I mean, assuming that there are top guys, right? I mean, star mm-hmm. players usually get more playing, but I mean, especially in a game like hockey, you expect a little bit more rotation mm-hmm. and you expect such a, such a big gap between our top players and just our depth players. Um, I think part of that's due kind of the lack of production that expected depth players are giving. I think a lot of guys we brought in or that are already on the team are expected to be given, you know, a little bit more depth. Expected to be contributing more than they really are. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I I think head coach Jared Bednar even had expressed, you know, his choice not to play them as often due to that. Um, mm-hmm. I think that was an interview by Jesse Montano. Um, from Guerrilla Sports, I think.
0: Correct. Yeah, Um. I'm sure many fans agree with your assessment and even the coach's assessment. I mean, I'm sure we can't really go against the coach's word. But um, you mentioned that the team has good depth, but later stated that their performance is almost invisible, which implies that it feels like they have no presence on the ice. Uh, Should fans... Or even the coaching staff be worried about this. Do you think Nathan McKinnon and Mika Ranson are to be blamed for not pushing the team to a higher standard that this club sets?
1: Okay. Good good question. Um the reason I say the team has depth, um, i mean, you talked about kind of last season, you know, heartbreaking loss to Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Avs made a lot of trades, and a lot of moves to bring in new names. Um, which, to kind of help take the load off, I think, our star players, mm-hmm. uh, which is obviously huge for the club as a whole. Um, I think general manager, you know, Chris McFarland, wanted to address our, our previous team's issues in a way. Um, and that was, you know, addressed by bringing in seven new forwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm trying to think at the top of my head. I, it, Ross Colton from the Tampa Bay Lightning. You have yes. Jonathan... You win from the from
0: Montreal, I believe. Yeah, Montreal Canadiens.
1: Um, yep, you have Johansson. We got him from the Predators. Mm-hmm. Um, Joel, and then Frederick from Dallas. Correct. And then I think you have Thomas and Wood from the Devils. So really, all seven of these guys have shown. I mean, I'd say exceptional talent. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm going to be a little biased, you know. Now that they're on our team. <laughs> Um, but I think all seven of these guys have shown talent from, you know, their previous teams that will hopefully provide, you know, the offense that the abs need, especially depth wise, Mm -hmm. um, this season and going forward, um, kind of pulling that weight off, Mm -hmm. you know, some of our other guys. And I, I think with that being said, there's no reason to blame McKinnon and Rantanen. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think they, our our main you know the key reason the main part as to why the reason you know the abs are above 0.500 win percentage Mm -hmm. um i think you look at you know where we are now this is just a case of new guys trying to fit into the app system and you got to look at kind of the star players to kind of help with that Mm -hmm. and i think mckinnon ransom are helping these guys you know simply adjust um um but you know while they're adjusting and making these you know making these changes, I think our offense is going to lack, you know, lack depth. And I think our team mm-hmm. in general is just going to lack.
0: Okay. And just to add on to what you just said, uh, according to the daily Faceoff, um it's a website that collects all data on every player, every single stat from the time they touch the ice to even times where they don't even touch the ice. And according to this website, the Avs bottom six players only totaled 11 goals in their last 10 games played. If you compare that to our top six players, so like McKinnon and Rantanen and all those guys, they scored 21 goals in the same stretch of 10 games. Um, For our bottom six guys, that is roughly a 34% contribution in our team's depth. Now, obviously, that's a little... That can be a little rough, 34%. You would like it closer to maybe a 50-50. Obviously, it won't be perfect, but what do you think about that?
1: But you know, to put see and to put that in even a better perspective, our top three guys, Nachushkin, McKinnon, and Ranson, combined mm-hmm. for a total, I'd say about 14 goals in the same 10 game stretch. Mm-hmm. So the balance is extremely one sided. I like how you bring up the balance. Um, I mean, in this, that is really where the team should look into pushing for an increase. Um, I think you said 34% Mm -hmm. from that 34% contribution from our depth players, um, because obviously that would be huge.
0: That 34% increase would be nice. And in order to ensure a more balanced team, the Avs should strive for a more equitable distribution amongst their talent of the top six and bottom six players. Um, this could hopefully be achieved by simply allowing players to mold together and form a good team chemistry. As you said earlier, um, a lot of these new guys just need help adjusting and guys like Miko and McKinnon are there to help. And and that's what I'm saying, man.
1: I, I completely agree. I think, you know, fans, you and I, everyone else should really, I mean, the league should anticipate an improvement from the team and the club as a whole. Um, I think as the season progresses, I think as we get deeper in the season, chemistry builds, um, obviously trades occur. So I think um, it should only get better as we get farther in the season.
0: That's some good outlook for the fans to uh, be expecting in these upcoming months as the season progresses. And I do want to say uh, continue on the topic because you did bring up uh, trades and everything. The trade deadline is coming up in March. Um I don't remember the specific date, but it is in March and that is a big time for the league, especially for teams trying to make a cup run. Um do you expect any moves to come prior to March trade deadline or are you satisfied with what the team has so far?
1: Um obviously, I don't want to say yes. Um <laughs> but I'll say that teams I mean, I think league-wide. I think this is just a, something that happens in professional sports. I think teams will always explore, you know, the possibility of upgrading their roster mm-hmm. um, once trade deadline hits. You know, around that time, I'd say kind of what we said earlier. I think as team, you know, season progresses, I think it's still a little early to fill what this team needs. Mm-hmm. Um, hence, why the trade deadline is scheduled toward the end of the regular season. I think we talk about depth and we talk about a lot of these things. I think I don't want to say it's too early to know because I think if you, you know, grab a star player from another team, that's huge, but I I still say it's a little early.
0: Okay. And let's say if we went off current performance, so let's they have so far, they've played 25 games out of the 82 games. So if we go off their current performance, hypothetically, what would you look at if you were the gm also as a reference cap friendly another great website that uh, goes through all the caps of every single team salary um the avs currently have a cap space of not uh 4.9 million in cap space roughly which isn't a lot of room when you look at the contracts and everything so what would you do hypothetically right now
1: um hypothetically i i would love to find a more solid and consistent ford group in our bottom six mm-hmm. um i think this front see then from the you know performances we've seen um it, it's really hard to say it's been sporadic to say the least um mm-hmm. you know as we've discussed earlier but due to cap space being present i mean that, that makes it a lot harder to form a roster, especially roster we want if we want to make another cup run. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd say that's more of a dream than reality. I mean, really, if we look at it from you know a realistic standpoint, the reality is that we have to, you know, we have now as a solid group um mm-hmm. that also falls compliant with the w- what's the cap? Is it an about a uh, ninety two million?
0: Yeah, it's around. I think the actual number, according to Capspace, is ninety one million six hundred forty one. Okay, uh, thousand. Um, so, okay, so close. Um, yeah, I'd say close. the
1: the management m- managed to upgrade our team without spending, you know, large amounts of cash. Um, I mean, if you look at Jonathan, whoin, um, came in on a one year. I think one million dollar contract. Correct. One million. that the absolute steal for potential talent. Um
0: mm-hmm. like, I'm unsure of
1: his actual, you know, his stat line. Um, um I'm trying to remember what his actual stats were. I know he's a doing
0: too heavy right now. But okay. um that's why I, I added could, potential talent. Yeah. I, I, yeah. He's, to in his recent games, his recent five stretch games. He has roughly, I believe, six points. So he is starting to heat up a little bit, especially with McKinnon, but not as much as we hope to expect so far.
1: And I mean, that's probably why you're noticing a not so immediate impact early in the season, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about depth. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, there are in you know enough stars on this roster where depth and cheap contracts should be explored. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I still expect some moves at the trade deadline, but I, I wouldn't be surprised about anything big. Um, I, I'd say really we just got to give it some time and just see how the you know the season progresses.
0: Those are some great points, and I, I completely agree that um, even off hypotheticals, it is still early in the season. Obviously, there is a lot of um, improvements that could be. Needed right now, but as you said, got to give it some time. And there's a much to be desired about the uh, what the season can give us for the ABS, and we should all be excited. At the end of the day, I think this team is still good. They are still in the win column. They are first in the division, despite being Greener, a little in the slump. So, I think fans should be excited. I'm excited. I hope you're excited, too. I'm excited. I'm stoked. <laughs> and we're just going to be here for the ride. Um, I think that's all we have for today. I appreciate you, James, for uh, coming out, giving you some time to talk about the abs with your analytical experience.
1: Well, thank you for,
0: for having me, man. Thank you. And to everyone listening, I appreciate you guys chipping in, and I hope to see you guys in the next podcast. Thank you.